You've just entered a safe, relaxed, and open forum where you can allow your imagination to take you places you normally dare not go. Welcome to The Fourth Dimension with Toby C., where we discuss evil resistance in the early efforts of sobriety. Here's Toby. I'm back. Back with a vengeance. Better believe it. Here today with my friend Herlo A. Hey, Herlo. How you doing? You bet. I'm doing great. Couldn't be better. Going to be talking about my favorite subject, God. Love it. And then we're going to be talking about my second favorite subject, the things that try to depart us and keep us from God. How about that? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you're just joining us, uh, our the theme of our show, The Fourth Dimension, uh, with your host, Toby C. here, is we try to talk about evil resistance during early recovery. We try to talk about... Uh, the things that uh, that try to discourage us or take us out in early recovery, when we hit that moment of God help me, we're in our most desperate moment. We do anything to get better, and it seems like there's something um, that wants to stand in our way. And at the time, we may be blaming it on ourselves or him or her or it. But the the name of the game with this show is to is to further talk about our experiences with evil so that it makes the concept of God less abstract. You know, you hear in in recovery, God could and would if he were sought, but you hear very little about the antithesis of God. All right. Today we're going to be talking about the figure of the devil that's quite often missing from our analysis of the things that take us out. And by the way, once again, we want to be careful that we're not here to talk about the evil things that we do when we're running and gunning in our disease. We're not here to talk about the philosophy of the devil. But I got to tell you, my friend, whoever denies the existence of the devil is a heretic. Obviously, the devil is not at the center of faith, but his figure is indispensable to understanding the mysteries of faith, okay? So I want to keep that real clear, gang, uh, as we move forward with Herlo, who's going to mash out uh, some really great ghost stories over the next hour. Herlo, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, your background and your history and what you're all about and maybe some of the fun things you did in life? Um, so I'm Herlo. I'm an alcoholic. Um, you know, it started off young with the sexual abuse. Uh, I was... Um, I was abused sexually by my nanny from ages seven to nine. Um, and she was 40 something. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I started into, uh, you know, my, my life of drinking and drugging when I was about 13 years old, um, 43 today. So, I've been running and gunning for 30 years without any consequences or uh, ever trying to stop. Mm -hmm. Uh, And by the way, sounds to me like you had some evil experiences early on with this type of of interaction with an adult and the abuse. What do you think? It was wild. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. You know, I was seven years old having sex. And, And when I say that I was having sex... She was abusing me every single day yeah. through her periods. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, 
I I did all my things. Um, what what really had uh, my what really took me out and my real vices are cocaine and hookers. Yeah, that's where you evolved to in 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 your your development. Yes, from a from a you know a troubled youth in a sense that had some troubling experiences, and uh, and ultimately. Uh, you developed a, an addiction to cocaine and to a sex addiction, it sounds like. Yes, yeah. uh, very severe, both of them very severe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, in my, in early in my career, I, I was in the music management business and touring with the... With uh, a bunch of uh, rock stars, the Eagles, Journey, Ario Speedwagon, um, and they thought they were rock stars, but I was really the rock star. Right, rock star lifestyle. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was again not to dwell too much on the past. I I was. Pretty uh, wild. Um, what ended up happening though was I when my bat when my dad passed away about eight years ago is when I kind of went off the rails. So I was really bad already, but when my dad passed away, it was an eight-year blackout for me. Yeah. Wow. Did you ever try to get before you before you hit this 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 loss of your father, and you're running and gunning and and living the rock star lifestyle? Did you ever go to meetings or did you ever seek therapy or any kind of recovery? No, I so I suck. Uh, I seeked therapy when I broke up with one of my girlfriends once, more to deal with that issue because it was a part breakup for me. Mm -hmm. But I was going for 30 years, and I never once stopped to try, never tried to stop. Gotcha. So when did you first, when, what was your first experience in seeking help, knowing that you really had some trouble and, and, uh, and you wanted to get better? Do you remember that, that, that first experience? So I was married. Uh, I've been with this lady for 13 years, and I was married for eight. Um, I was doing cocaine and hookers the entire time that we were together. Um, and she, you know, the, the last day that I had used prior to going to uh, recovery, or... Um, was a full-out blackout where I came home and I was bloody all over. Um, there was holes in our walls, and she came. We weren't sleeping together, and she came to check on me to see if I was still breathing. And she had finally, after 13 years of never going through my phone, she went through my phone to try and get the cocaine dealer's phone number, mm -hmm. 
What ended up happening is she saw a lot of videos and pictures of me with other women. Yeah. Um, this is right before you went into rehab. This this is like the day you. This is like this your is your final. Literally the day. This is interesting. You know something, Herlo. And uh, by the way, if you're just joining us, I'm here with Herlo A. The, the name of the show is the Fourth Dimension. Of course, our topic is evil resistance during early recovery. And uh, I want to I want to bring up a question <clears throat> that is not you know, and this is quite a common experience that uh, when a person realizes they need to get help and they're moving to get help, they want to do that one last blowout. You know what I'm talking about? Do you think that's God, or do you think that's the antithesis of God to drive a human being to have one last blowout despite all the damage they've already done? What do you think, Earl? The antithesis of God. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it, man. It's evil, though. It's not good. No, it's you know? not good. And, 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 and by the way... That last blowout almost took you out. The last blowout almost took me out. I knew I had a problem. I just never wanted to seek help. Yeah. And that was the evil. There it is. So so the denial, maybe, or or the resistance, or the fight. The fight. The fight was already on. Maybe you had the fight going on before you ever even went in the doors of rehab. What do you think? Yeah, because I I never had an issue with God. Ever. Even in my addiction, never had an issue with God. But the evil, the evil now I had an issue with. Yeah. And it had a gra- it grabbed a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there it is. So so you already had your first evil experience before you even went into rehab. But, but that was early recovery. When you made that decision, you wanted to get better, something already, possibly, Herlo, was, 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 was working against you. What do you think? Yes. Um, what, what, again, I was going for 30 years yeah. and for 30 years, every day there was sub some substance in my system every day for 30 years. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't the cocaine, maybe it wasn't the alcohol, but it made, it was definitely the pot or a pill or, you know, um, and when she went through my phone to try and find the cocaine dealer's number, she saw those pictures and she said, that's it, it's over. Uh, you need to go to rehab. Yeah. And um, so of some of my first encounters, so again, I don't know anything about rehab. I don't know anything about AA. Um, I called my lo- my my best friend, who's also my lawyer, to help me facilitate mm-hmm. um, getting into a sober living or a, a rehab. And we went and saw. So I'm from Los Angeles, and we went and saw a couple that were that were uh, some rehabs mm-hmm. um, based out of homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice homes, but based out of homes, um, these facilities were more like chop shops. Yeah, it was. It was more of a front where people they would pay you to come to their facility, mm-hmm. but then they would bill your insurance like triple. Now I want you to hold that thought, Herlo. 
there's another evil experience you're describing right there that here you're trying to get help and the institution that you and so many of us seek help from is the front for some bogus fraud for some 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 greedy behavior okay and 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 of course all humans are are flawed and defective but man there it is in high definition right there as soon as we come into to rehab involving insurance and big money and greed and that was discouraging wasn't it herlo yeah and again i know nothing about the rooms and i know nothing about rehab and i go to walk this facility and it's like uh, again, I'm still coming down. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need to trust what you're getting into. And let me ask you this. Did you trust what you saw? Hell no. You didn't trust. You didn't trust what you saw. You were skeptical and in judgment like so many of us. And uh, you didn't have anything uh, moving you in the right direction. No. So there it is. All right. You've got a couple of good ghost stories locked and loaded. And uh, as far as really some of the discouraging things that happened, uh, and we're going to talk about her when we get back. I'm Toby C. We're here with Hurl Away talking about evil resistance during early recovery here on the fourth dimension. You're going to want to stick around and listen to Hurlow's ghost stories. Trust me on that. the imagination to take us places we might be afraid to go. You are entering the fourth dimension with Toby C. There is no such thing as coincidences. Here's Toby. Hey, we're mashing out a couple of ghost stories with Herlo. And Herlo's got them locked and loaded. And, you know, if you're just... This show's about evil. Evil resistance. And evil can take many, many forms many, many forms, my friend, and um, can be in the form of weed or alcohol or can be wearing a dress. That can be in a pile of big pile of white powder. Can be a can be a couple of pizzas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be, you know, I mean, you know, pick a pick one of the seven deadlies, baby. Right now, Herlo, what do you think? You get into uh Tell us about all these discouraging experiences up in L.A., and then you finally settled for what? The mothership. Ah, the mothership. Betty Ford. Betty Ford. I was in love. With Betty Ford? With with Betty Ford and with a certain young lady. How soon uh, after you stepped out of the van at Betty Ford did you uh, did you uh, lock lock eyes with her? So listen, I was very I was there to repair my marriage, right? But the second they took me, they they gave me a tour of the facility, they gave me a tour of my bedroom, and it was around seven o'clock, and they said, "Oh, the van's going to a cocaine anonymous meeting." And I said, oh, I'm a cokehead, so I need to go to this meeting. So I didn't even unpack or anything yet. 
the van pulls up in front of the house, the door opens, and there's this woman. There she is. The most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And I just, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I get it. And you, when you say you're done, what you were saying, Herlo, is you were distracted big time. Yeah, I was, I was done. You're done. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you couldn't concentrate on recovery or anything. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it's been four and a half years. I'm still distracted. Yeah, we're still together. Yeah, I get it. You know, and and there it is. And and by the way. That may not be the devil, okay, to bring another human being into your reality that you can can have a relationship with and feel passionate about and be intimate with, sexual or not, okay? That's not necessarily the devil. I think God wants us to to interact with our fellow man and woman and, 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 and have fun and be in love, okay? But what we're talking about here, Herlo, was the timing, man. The timing. Listen, you were in a life and death struggle there with with uh, with with mental and alcohol and drug abuse, man. And all of a sudden, this life and death struggle was was pushed aside to the side and turned into a skirt. There it is, man. And there it is. So, uh, so did you know? Did 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 rehab work? Did recovery work? Uh, tell us about the the early uh, uh, experiences, those first few months or the first year. So I stayed at Betty Ford for six months. Um, I first of all, I loved it because what a facility, obviously. Um, but I was angry. I was, I was just, again, I hadn't felt for 30 years. Now, all of a sudden, I have all these fucking feelings, and anything can set me off. Anything. Yeah. What people were sharing. Again, I don't know how it works. I don't know that you're not supposed to cross-talk. Um, and, you know, there were certain situations that I had there. Um like I was saying, they also diagnosed me as a dual di uh, uh, dual diagnosis, uh, bipolar two, and uh, substance abuse. So they put me on something called Seroquel. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sober for two years off alcohol and drugs, but medicated. But medicated. And I was started abusing my medication. Says it right there in the big book, man, that they were giving sedatives to alcoholics to get them off of alcohol. The next thing you know, they're abusing the alcohol and the sedatives. Yes. There it is. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, there it is. And uh, you also had a run in, in, in N.A. Uh, for sure. So, and, yeah. So I, I, I started my career out in N.A. Okay. Hold that thought, Herlo, because we're... We're gonna we're gonna um, we're gonna come back, and you've got some really sweet experiences in NA and CA. You know, and 
it's common knowledge. If you want to find pretty women, you go to a CA meeting. Okay, you know, there's a lot of distractions at CA meetings. I don't know what it is. You know? <laughs> and if you want a bunch of rowdy, crazy, uh, running amok youths, you go to an NA meeting because right. it's crazy with a couple of uh, hard ass uh, elder statesmen. We're going to be right back with Herlo A talking about evil resistance that so many of us experience in early recovery. And uh, and we're going to stick to the script and we're not going to talk about anything else except these bumps in the road that at the time we didn't know may have had some sinister, dark, uh, evil objectives. Be right back with Herlo. Making sense out of nonsense. Making you as curious and uncomfortable as possible with the truth. You've landed in the fourth dimension with Toby C. All right, Herlo. I don't know um, what your religious upbringing or background is, but uh, from where I come from, um, you know, faith deprived of the belief in the existence of the devil is not genuine because, see, the existence of angels is is a is a fundamental truth in 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 many uh, Christian and Judeo Christian faiths, and of course the devil is a fallen angel. What was your upbringing, you know, with God or or, or Satan? Uh, so I was raised Jewish, um, but I was such a believer in God that I believe I I, I married an Italian Jew. I mean, sorry, I'm married an Italian Catholic. Irish and they went to church. So I respected that and I went to church with them. You know, come to find out that what the Jews say and what Christians say and what Buddhists say, it's all the same shit. Mm -hmm. It's all the same shit, just in a different language. Mm -hmm. So I, I, uh, I, I, you know, I I want I turned into a church going. I turned to Jesus. I turned to Jesus, um, and today I pray to everything. Yeah, the Jewish prayers, the Catholic prayers, the Christian prayers. I I the God, the mm-hmm. meditations. Mm-hmm. But what about the devil? What about the fallen angel? What about the evil one? Anybody uh, uh, in in your your upbringing in in in. Uh, in Jewish uh, doctrine or, or Catholic understanding. Anybody talk about the devil or the evil one with you? Always. All right. Always. Okay, so you're aware of it. You yeah. You know what was going on. All right. Okay, so anyway, fast forward, Herlo. We're, um, we're at the Betty Ford Center. We're going to CA meetings. Um, you're just, you're, you know, you're kind of at your wits end. Your wife uh, says you got to get you got to get better. You knew deep down inside you wanted to get better. You're, you're willing to do it. You had the mother of all blowouts before you went into recovery. You almost killed yourself. And um, you go to a CA meeting, and there she is and uh, in a tight skirt, and you're distracted, and you're not thinking about recovery anymore. And that's that was four and a half years ago, and I'm still... Yeah, yeah. 
And there it is. You and know? there it is. And, and I, I've had a few relapses, but, you know, getting back to the... Um, what was discouraging? You don't... The, the, so I started out in my career in N.A. Yeah. And I thought I was in love with them. But the elder statesmen, as you say, yeah. um, and the hypocrites... Um, you know, if you relapse, they have something to say. Instead of welcoming, welcoming, ugh, instead of welcoming you back like they do in AA, mm -hmm. they talk shit. That's called intolerance. Mm. That's too bad, you know, because I don't know about NA, but in AA, love and tolerance of others is our code. Yes. So you're getting a snoot full of intolerance. Or, you know, and you're getting your feelings hurt, of course, and, and you're being discouraged. And the, I, I, it, it hurt so bad that it took me out. There it is. It took me out. So let me, let me talk about it. Was this, was this a test from the loving hand of God? Or was, this, or was this discouraging behavior something dark that was meant to take you out? What do you think, Herlo? So... It, it, I just at one point I'm like, if I'm going to feel bad about myself, I might as well be loaded. Exactly. I didn't come into AA or NA to feel bad about myself. I came in here to feel good. And you know something that's such a common theme. And um, although you know somebody who who knew what he was talking about once remarked that pain is the touchstone of all spiritual growth and progress. So easier said than done. You were going through some pain. And, and maybe, um, you know, maybe it was uh, some spiritual growth for you at the time, but it took you out, man. It, it took you out. Was. It definitely was spiritual growth for me, but it definitely took me out. And if I got into an argument with my, the, my, my young lady, it took me out. Yeah. That was the evil working. Yeah. And what, and what took you out with the lady or with the fellowship, what took you out was anger. All right? And, we, and, uh, and there was your demon. You know, Herlo, your demon, and I think we talked about this earlier, was that, uh, you know, for 30 years, you stuffed these feelings about this, this type of behavior when you were a young man by this adult, okay? And, and all of a sudden, you're feeling it, man. You're feeling it in technicolor. You're feeling every single feeling. And, uh, and any little thing, any little thing set you off, didn't it? Set me off. Yeah. I was kicked out of Betty Ford. Yeah. Uh, you were, uh, so let me ask you this. This is great. Do you think in early recovery, even going into the Betty Ford Center, that you dragged in the demon of anger with you. Oh man, I on multiple occasions I did I perfect and and you know and 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 again it wasn't necessarily lust, you know it was anger, man, and and lust was just a distraction to keep you from overcoming your anger. What do you think, Carlo? Yes, sir. And there, there was the resistance. There was the resistance, 
Yeah, sex addiction and coke. Yeah, you know, but it's anger, baby. It's anger. And um, and this rejection from these elder statesmen and this hypocrisy. Um, it's wild. They're just like... They're like they're like they don't have relapse in their story, so they're so they'd be like, just don't go out. And it's like, <laughs> if it was that fucking easy, yeah. From where I come from, I think the drunk starts long before the first drink, mm. and to tell somebody that you know don't pick up or don't drink, easier said than done. When you've already picked up and you've already consumed all that stuff in your brain. The problem with the alcoholic and probably the drug addict as well centers in our mind. Yes, sir. There it is. It's not her fault or its fault. It's right up here, man. It's how we think. It's a disease of perception, man. Of course it was. And um, the intolerance. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you have relapse in your story? Not this time around. Not this time around. Toby's on fire, man. Toby's taken 13 years this coming Saturday, if you can believe it. And that, that was your man. first time at it. No, no. It took me, uh, this is actually my third time uh, around. I've been at this uh, off and on for about 25 years. Okay. But you know something? Even the founder of this, this 12-step movement, uh, Bill Wilson, Bill W., if you read the doctor's opinion, right on the first page of the doctor's opinion, it says that Bill didn't get it the first time either. Right. He got it on his third visit. So, you know, so these bumps in the road, what a, you know, what a great uh, uh, analysis here, you know, that uh, these bumps in the road perhaps are, are by design. They're to make sure that, that we're on the right road, that we're not on the wrong path, okay? And maybe... Maybe we're not meant to be on this road of recovery dragging these demons along with us. Mm-hmm. And these demons are going to want to get us and kick us off this path of recovery and kick us off this path of hope. And there it was. <sighs> Did you have any other really crazy um, experiences um, that just were unexpected, <sighs> where, where it showed up? You know, the last thing you wanted to see was a big pile of a of, of, of blow or or distraction by another tight skirt in the right place at the right time. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, Toby, but I love to party. The evil's still in me. Mm -hmm. And I I apologize for the way this comes out, but, you know, most people say their last run was terrible— and and they wanted to die, but unfortunately, not me. I had a great time. There you go. There you go. Wait a second. You've just hit Harlow, Herlow, on 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 evil resistance. Lo and behold, you know, probably the most evil thing that can happen to a sufferer in early recovery is for them to get to a point where um. Maybe we can go out and maybe this thing's going to work for me again. And lo and behold, we go out and what happens? It works for us. For a while. For a while. For a while. And then and then it doesn't work again. Okay? And by the way, you know, it's even in, in this, this book called Alcoholics Anonymous, in the third chapter, more about alcoholism, it says it's exactly what we do, you know? 
we have this obsession that we can go out there and drink and use like normal people, and sometimes we can get away with it. But 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 was the relapse every time you went out, Harlo? Was the relapse? I'm talking about the 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 dark end, okay? When when you came crawling back in, was it a little bit more difficult each time? What do you think? Oh my God! Each time, sh- it was, it yeah, was a, it was a the, the the ladder was a little higher and the the pit was a little deeper. Yes, for sure, and the guilt and the shame and, and so I already have the guilt and the shame crawling back. Then you have then you have the old timers who have fucking their two cents. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Again, that's why this last round for me, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to NA anymore. I'm going to AA because well, you, you need people- encouragement, you need hope." You know, uh, we don't need to be reminded that every time we go out, we get our ass kicked. Okay, we know it firsthand. I don't need to hear it from you, yeah. and I and I can totally relate to that, and that's discouraging. You know, Very. Never talk down to a newcomer from a from a moral or spiritual hilltop. Okay, that's bullshit. Okay, but I'll tell you, people do. People do accept this this uh, this God consciousness, and they take it to another level where they all of a sudden develop a Messiah complex, where all of a sudden they feel like they're speaking on behalf of God. Did you ever run into those kind of people? Oh yeah. Low? Oh yeah. Was that God or was that the devil? The devil. You better believe it. It's the devil. You know. Be careful who you take your information from, gang, okay? If you're a newcomer, you know, you listen to the winners because there's a lot of people out there who'll tell you how to get drunk. And if they don't tell you how to get drunk, they'll spew some some nonsense out of their mouth. They'll give you a good excuse to go out and get drunk. Mm. And that's what happened, wasn't it? Yes, sir. All right. I know you're holding one one back. When we come back, you're going to give us one more sweet ghost story about early recovery and then we're going to go ahead and try to wrap it up into a, a takeaway. What to do if, among other things, you're experiencing dual diagnosis and tight skirts and cocaine. And the party is on, man. The party is because on. the anger, the, 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 the bonfire of anger is still there, baby. Deep down inside. God wants us to put it out, but something wants us to keep it fired up. Fired up. We're going to be right back with Herlo wrapping up our hour on the fourth dimension with Toby C. Talking about early evil resistance during early recovery. testimonies about the evil influences interfering in our most desperate and hopeful moments in life. Here's Toby. All right. Wasn't Herlo's first rodeo, but, uh, you know, yeah, when you went into Betty Ford, that was kind of the, that was the beginning of the end, so to speak. Correct. Yeah. And, um, you know, the beginning of the end means to move away from self-consciousness and acquire something called God consciousness. 
And um, and maybe you didn't know it at the time, but you know, that was the direction you were moving. But like I said, you got out of that van at that CA meeting, and there she was. And there she was. And uh, she became my higher power. There it is. And I won't lie to you, Toby. Today, she is still my fucking higher power. Yeah, okay. So, and, 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 and you had some, some, in this, you fell in love. And there's nothing wrong. It's God-given to fall in love and, and, and feel good about a person and have this person in your life. But at that time, at that moment, let me ask you this, Herlo. Do you think you could have gotten sober quicker and easier had you not been so distracted? A hundred percent. There it is. So... So there was, there was the evil resistance, was was the distraction, and uh, you know the distraction as we talked about can take so many different forms. Um, you were distracted and you got pissed off at at NAA, at at NA, and so what did you do? I switched over to AA. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in love. You having fun in AA? I'm I'm in love with AA. <laughs> Wonderful. You know there is a lot of magic at the at the AA meetings, and yes. uh, and if you participate, you can become a magician to carry the magic at these these meetings. But as always, so many of us drag our demons into these these meetings, and we can't really tap into the magic, right? Because we're distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, was it really her, or was it really the intolerance, Herlo, or was it this, the demon of anger that was that was lingering there? It was a combination. Yeah, it was a combination of all together, which was just uh, I can't fight it. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It fueled on each other. It fed off of each other, didn't yeah. it? The anger uh, was fueled by by the distraction and the romance and the sex. And the anger was fueled by the cocaine and the stimulants, you know, stuffing those feelings down. And then, then finally, your final demon of anger, you're finally at a point Herlo, where you can can arrest your anger. Tell us about about how you're dealing with your anger today, and tell us about your recovery a little bit. How you're how you're trying to stay away from the evil one. So I have a certain meeting that I go to. Um, home group is it a home group? It's my home group, um, and it just does it for me. You know, I I, I hit this thing every single day. Um, it's 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 my white elephant or whatever you call that white Eskimo or mm-hmm. whatever they call that, um, and I'm praying a lot today. You know, today's topic was resentments. These resentments just take me out too. Yeah, evil working in resentments. The soul sickness, isn't it? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And it's the distraction. You know, you mentioned that you have a home group and you hit it every single day. Herlo, what you're talking about is discipline. Do you think the do you think 
Do you think lack of discipline can lead us into evil, dark behavior? Yeah, 100%. Of course it can, man. You know, the idle mind, the wandering mind is the devil's playground. And, and, um, and I don't know about you, but, you know, I've been disciplined, too, into a nice rhythm, a nice rhythm in recovery so I don't get distracted. How about you? Oh, yeah. So the rhythm and the, and the discipline helps with the distraction. What do you think? I, I used to dread go, having to go to an a, NA meeting. It's like, oh, shit, I got to go to a meeting. This one, my AA meeting, I can't start my day without it. Never miss an episode, do you? No, sir. It's like audience participation theater, yes, man. You know, and you know what a nice, you know what a nice perspective now on recovery, where uh, maybe when you came to the Betty Ford Center uh, by the nudge from from your wife and all the shame and everything, you were coming in there with the wrong motives and the wrong perspective, and now you really enjoy recovery. Now you look forward to it. I look forward to it. You know, there, 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 there's still some evil, hard parts that I'm dealing with. You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, my 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 in-laws that I had, uh, I really liked, and they're not really budging on and having any communication with me. Mm-hmm. So it's a little hard mm-hmm. to deal with. And children involved in this. There's children that. involved. I have I have three kids total, um, and for you listeners out there, that uh, lovely lady that I met on the in the van uh, became my baby mama. There you go. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, and again, back to how we try to stay away from evil resistance and early recovery. And you hit on it. Okay, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. The devil wants to distract us. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Mm-hmm. What do you think? He'll turn you into a neurotic, and next thing you know, you're organizing your CD collection or doing some crazy stuff. Anything, anything to get out of self, to get out of to just to not be in your head. And and really, Hurlo just said it right there, gang. The best way to really get out of your head and to get out of the bondage of self is to get to a meeting, to get to your home group meeting. And it's a spiritual program of action and to participate. And I happen to be able to witness Hurlow in action because I attend his home group meeting as well. Nice. And you're on fire, man. You got to have fun with this thing, right? You got to wear your sobriety like a loose garment. Do you wear your sobriety like a loose garment, Hurlow? I love, you know, I, I heard this in a meeting before, but I'm proud to be an alcoholic. Yeah. Proud to be a human, a flawed human, you know, that's overcoming anger and pride and envy and greed and lust and sloth and gluttony and all the rest of that crazy shit. Ah, Hurlow, thank you so much. We're out of time. What a great show, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And sharing some of your ghost stories. Yeah. All right. Wrapping up a wonderful hour here with Hurlow. I'm Toby C. The name of the show is called The Fourth Dimension. And uh, as always, mashing out some stories about evil resistance during early recovery. Be sure to come back and join us again here on Radio 111. Over and out.